What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Not The Pegs Show. This is the second ever episode for Not The Pegs, the weekly podcast, at least for now. We're still figuring out the kinks, where I talk about the movie trivia Shmodan and the week that has been. I am your host for today, Albert Wiradharma. If you saw us on our very first episode of Season Preview 35, Burning Questions, it was me and Kenneth. Unfortunately for today, Kenneth cannot be here. Um... He haven't got the out. out I, I don't give a damn. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna rat him out right now. He haven't seen any of the matches. What a disappointment. I'm just. Uh, but yeah. So he haven't got a chance to see it. So I told him you better uh, rather not him be on the show for today. I'll just do it on my own. So I don't really know how how long this is gonna go. I'm probably gonna keep it under an hour because doing a podcast on my own is not the easiest thing in the world. So I'll just. I'll do my. I'll do my best. What I can do. Uh, I'll try to keep it. Oops. Something well, okay. Well, there's technical difficulties. Hold on one minute as I try to figure out what happened. And yep, I should be, I should be back. All right, something happened to my camera, but all good. Anyway, as I was saying, um, I'll try to, I'll try to keep this under hour. I have some segments planned, but it's not gonna work if it's on my own. So I'll just, I have to scrap all the segments because, literally. Um, cannot bail on me in the last minute, so I'll try. I'll try to work with what I have for so far. So yeah, we'll be covering the week that has been in the movie trivia showdown. Uh, yes, this New York event has happened. Uh, it it live stream almost a week, two weeks ago now, and now it's finally out for the public. So perfect fitting for me to talk about it. So I'll be talking about that. I'll be talking about RB3 versus Goddard, the most recent match at the showdown. We'll be talking about the Skybound partnership and what it means to the movie trivia of the trades uh, that has been done. We'll talk about uh, the, the new logos a bit. We'll talk about the upcoming schedules and everything. So yeah, stick around for the podcast and it will be that. So let's just get started to the first um, topic. The first particular topic, let's talk about the Brooklyn event in New York, the season opener. Andrew Guy versus Robert Meyer Burnett formerly dastardly Drew Guy, and yes, once again, I'm going to spoil it. Now he's the debonair das, uh, Andrew Guy. Um, and the other match, we have Moral Meyer versus Bibiani. So let's start with Andrew Guy and Robert Meyer Burnett first. So the match, the, the biggest takeaway out of this match was that, and I have a feeling Andrew Guy is going to be, he's going to be a huge star this year. I think he, him having sort of a fresh start with the usual suspects. Yes, still part of the family, so uh, I think it's it's still sort of a fresh fresh start once again because he's changing his nickname, changing his persona. He's still Andrew Guy, but he's just taking it taking like taking it down a notch, not as heel as he used to be because he's no longer a heel. He's quote unquote a face, but he's still pretty much a tweener right now. But yeah, once again, no longer dastardly now debonair after winning that match. But yeah, I feel like um, Andrew Guy is gonna have a big year, and Robert Burnett. In terms of competing, he did he did well for this one. They both have perfect first round, which is incredible. Um, Andrew Guy landed on Kurt Russell. Robert Mabernet landed on Andrew Guy's strength of Nolan. And yeah, they, they did quite okay for both. Not the best for Robert Mabernet. And then of course, Andrew Guy winning it uh, against Robert Mabernet at the very end. I believe it was, I believe it was by TKO. I'm pretty sure it was by TKO. Correct me if I'm wrong. But yes, 15 to 12 was the final score, Andrew Guy versus Robert Meyer Burnett. And yeah, it was, it was a close match. It was a good match, full of drama. Perfect way to start off the season that way. And it, it was just, 
it was just an interesting match, starting with the promos and everything in the beginning. They know how to play the crowd, and the crowd in New York always seems so good. It always seems um, so electric, and that is something that I love to watch, especially since I'm not there. I'll, I'm watching it from uh, the comfort of my own home, but I was able to see it, and I feel the, I feel the energy. But yes, so that uh, with all these new rules going around in the Shmodown with the new faction and everything, this is everything is so much more intense, so much more of esports. And yeah, the Burning Drukes lose one point. Well, they don't lose a point; they just don't gain any point. And the usual suspects gain one point because of Andrew, uh, Andrew Guy's win against R RMB. So yeah, uh, there is RMB. RMB did good, but I don't think he, he teased it at the very end about how going to play once more time because he does have an open slot in his roster but i don't think he will i hope he doesn't i'm not not because he's not good at it just i feel like it could be used for a better potential of someone else that is new uh that could fit into the roster couldn't fit into the faction and could actually be quite entertaining to watch but yeah aside aside from that uh, robert Marbonnet brings out james white which he called the golden boy for him and it is, uh, it, it's putting some, it's putting some pressure on. Well, not really pressure. Putting a spotlight on James White, second pick in the in, second round pick in the draft. Huge surprise by everyone. Just like how the dungeon picked uh, Robert Parker, but at least Robert Parker have some hype behind him. But James White doesn't really have any hype behind him. And so, who knows? I don't think there has been a match scheduled for him yet, nor for teams. But it's been rumored that he's going to be teaming up with. Uh, Ethan Irwin, because we officially know that Witness Eyebolt and Alonso Duralde is a team and they have a match coming up quite soon, which we will touch eventually at the end of the episode. Uh, but yeah, the, it, James White is definitely now in the public eyes. People know who he is. And let's go back to Dastardly Drugai or now Debnair Drugai. He's 3 and 2 all time right now. And I said that he's going to have a big year, and I believe I really do believe so, not just in singles, not just in terms of his personality. I think he's going to do well in teams. He's having a huge match coming up soon against Corruption for the family, and that's the number one contenders match. The winner will face Sounding Fathers. And it's that, that's going to be a tough match. I think, speaking as of right now, I'm going to say Corruption might win it just because Mike Kalinowski and Chance Allison he, they're they're so good, especially um, we'll go back to Andrew Guy, but especially because if you've been following SEN Live, they announced that I guess it's always it's always been a thing, but for some reason the competitors wasn't ever really sure if that's officially a thing or it's just like sort of an unknown, like like it was it was like a question mark in the rule that you can put energy them slices on the wheel. Uh, some people assume, some competitors assume that you can only do it for the championship match. Some people assume that you cannot actually do it at all. But we saw Paul Oyama did it in championship match last year. So that's why people start assuming that. But I guess it was never really officially like declared and announced that you can actually use that in a regular match. So they cleared it out in SEN, uh, SEN Live, that you can actually do that. So that is going to be something to look forward to soon after. And it does play um, play an impact to the match that we're going to be talking about next, the Dan Morrell uh, number one contenders match. But that, uh, yeah, Mike Kalinowski and Chance Allison, they're both interdictum players. At least Mike is a bigger interdictum player than Chance at this point. And if they do put the 
the inner kingdom slices in the regular match. That's going to be scary for any competitors because imagine Mike putting like Bond and like let's say, uh, let's say DCEU or DC. It's going to be big for that team because that's like double of Mike's strength and not as many people are. Yes, they watch DCEU, but how much do they know about DCEU? And especially Bond, it's like Mike's wheelhouse. So yeah, I do think that Michael and uh, the corruption might win that, but nevertheless, Andrew Guy. If, if the family win, every guy's going to have a huge year uh, looking ahead for him. And let's go to before, you know what? Let, yeah, let's go. Let's go to the, let's go to the, hard, uh, the number one contenders match. Dan Morrell for the dangerous Dan Morrell versus the kid, Brendan Meyer versus William the Beast Bibiani. This is, the, <laughs> it's a huge match at the start of the season. And of course, going, uh, we'll, we'll, talk, we'll talk about the Skybound partnership soon enough. But being that they say there is a Skybound representative in this match and they saw this match happen, it's like it's such a good match for someone from Skybound to actually see it that it's like so fitting, you know, that they didn't know that that they put their money's worth. It's it's perfect. But yeah, this number of contenders match, it have a final round, final, final score of 27 to 26, 25 which is insane, and it's so close. They both have good round ones, Viviani, of course, having the um, bonus points right there, the perfect first round. Maya getting horror, which there is a controversy which we will cover. And then Viviani, um, I'm checking right now what Viviani got and Moral as well. But there are the biggest takeaway that from this match is literally there are challenges after challenges after challenges. And that only means that the competitors are invested in it. And I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna go like uh, round one, round two, round three. I'm just gonna touch some of the big points. And talking about challenges, the first one that we have uh, from the match is when Robert Ma uh, Brandon Meyer. There's a lot of people in Meyer in this league. I just realized um, Robert Meyer when he got the horror and he got the question about the nun, and it was. Uh, it was the answer was conjuring too. It was asking about the nun and everything, about Valak, and of course, Robert my Bernard is not familiar with it. And Bibiani, he uses his challenge for Robert Ma for Meyer from for Brendan Meyer. Like that one, that one was weird, and that, I feel like that is just a scenario that will not happen anytime soon again, because. This, they're like two teammates facing off again one person from the Fence Talk Exchange in Moral. And by the way, the new name is Corky, Corky Marks now, and I do really like the logo. Good job, Brian Ward, on that. But it is, it's, an, it's a very odd scenario because if it's just a one-on-one -on -one match, of course this won't happen. Either they will challenge it, or now I guess you have to tell the manager that they want a challenge in order for that to officially happen. Or even... I don't because I don't think like let's say so we know we know Dan Morrell wins, right? We know Dan Morrell wins this match. So let's see in the Morrell versus Ben Bateman match. If there is a question that is poorly worded for Morrell, let's say, I doubt Ben Bateman's gonna challenge for Morrell. I don't think that's gonna happen. This only happens because Dan Morrell is on his own, even though it's a 1v1v1. But Meyer and Bibiani is kind of a team, sort of. And to be fair, it's more, it's more of Bibiani sort of defending the kid because I don't think 
Meyer, he was fighting for his own as well. And he did defend Bibiani at some points, but not to the point where he actually challenged for bibs. So yeah, it was it was just an odd situation. Um, I don't think it will happen again unless something like this, like literally a triple threat where there's two teammates facing off against one's teammate again. Unless that happens again, I don't think it will happen again, that kind of challenge in which Bibiani challenged for Meyer. But yeah, there is another somewhat controversy. Once again, talking about Eric Ignam Wheel Slice, Moral put Middle Earth because he's been training for Inner Geekdom and he, and he wasn't prepared for this one. So he decided, you know what? Why not put Middle Earth? I believe it was a suggestion from Marak Nopik as well, uh, Moral, Moral's partner. So yeah, he put Middle Earth. And for some reason, Meyer and Bibiani, I guess they didn't really get the memo. Once again, a lot of people were confused in the situation. So it was, it was chaotic and people actually got pissed. The competitor got pissed at... Oh, why are why do you have it on a wheel? Why have we been bringing up in the first place? So yeah, that's just uh, that's just a confusion all around. But everything is hopefully cleared out right now in the showdown. And another controversy that happens in round three, I believe, uh, Bibiani. Bibiani have a question regard. Bibiani have a question regarding like a, a potential casting the Stallone Eddie Murphy. Uh, the Stallone Eddie Murphy question, and it is just—it's a—it's a movie news. It's a rumor type question that shouldn't be a thing anymore. And I know it's just a one-time slip up, but we gotta talk about it. And I know Harloff has addressed this won't happen ever again. But it's just—it's just odd that in this first match of the year, there are several controversies already, including I missed the one that I forgot about. Brendan Meyer got the same exact question as he did just a couple of weeks ago. Well, not a couple of weeks, just last season. He got the same exact question uh, and, and it got directed to him again. Uh, so yeah, it's just it's just really weird. Uh, G-Man in the chat, hey, what's up? Uh, but yeah, uh, where were we? Uh, so yeah, the, the casting, the casting potential casting movie rumor question. That was once again, really? That, that doesn't belong in the showdown because there is so broad. You can just imagine asking a question like, oh, who was rumored to play Carol Danvers? And the answer will be like Katie Sackhoff or something. But it's just, it's so broad. Not a lot of people know that. And you have to actually stick to the stuff that is based on the movie itself. Even when Roka, if you follow backstage, Roka talk about uh, Eric Stoltz, who was supposed to be in Back to the Future right there. But of course, he was recast by, Mar by Michael J. Fox. I don't think that belongs to Nishmoron either, even though they did some filming and it was a lot of people know about that, but it isn't in the actual film where you can retain trivia from. So because of that, I don't think, I don't think uh, it, I don't think it belongs in Nishmoron in terms of that, in terms of that type of question. Uh, so yeah, going back to another controversy once again, the <laughs> the Jurassic Park question which the answer was Richard Hammond. Uh, well, not did I say Richard Hammond? Richard Hammond is the guy from Top Gear from uh, Grand Tour. Um, John Hammond from Jurassic Park, played by Sir Richard Attenborough. That's the answer. I just combined Richard, uh, John Hammond with Richard, Hamm with Richard Attenborough. Anyway, Harlo uh, Morrow said Sir Richard Attenborough, and Bibiani challenged saying, oh, nope, he is a lord, he's not a sir. And this is the biggest controversy. And people was talking about it for so long. And I did, ch I did chime in at one point. 
Um, I was in Champs Lunch podcast uh, with Scott Harvey. So go check that episode out because I talk about this in detail over there. So I'm not going to touch it too much here. But at first, I thought it was a cheap move. I thought it was it was very unnecessary. But uh, now that I think about it, it's just he's just being competitive and he doesn't even know the answer. And people were saying that he's a heel move or whatever. I don't think it's a heel move no more because he's just trying to play the game. He's just trying to have a chance to regain. Oh, there is a lot of buzzing going on. I'll try to mute that one moment. But but yeah, I thought I thought it was I thought it was a proper proper thing to do. I did I think people was pissed because it is a very nitpicky thing. I think people was pissed because there has been a lot of challenge in that night in one night. It's been a long match. So and it slows down the game literally. Just like if you have too many too many timeouts in a football game, people get tired. So it's literally just like that. So yeah, that last uh, challenge people wasn't so happy about, and of course, uh, Moral wasn't happy, and it was literally Moral literally got bad, and that's that's dangerous because Moral can turn it around, and it's when he got serious. So yeah, eventually Moral did win, and uh, Bibiani lost the challenge because apparently, regardless, because. At that point, he's still a sir. When he when he eventually passed, he's a lord. Uh, Bibiani didn't know that, but the Schmodown is gonna accept either way. If it's a sir, a lord, a dame like Judy Dench or whatever, if it's the name, they will still accept it. And I guess they never really clarified that in the first place before. So Bibiani was like unhappy about it. But yeah, once again, I don't think he's a heel. I think he's just playing the game. And it's just the way that that thing was worded that pissed people off. But he's literally just trying to be competitive. So I think it's a it's a fair it's a fair challenge. Uh, so yeah, let's let's go that and then, so yeah. Now after that, Moral eventually wins the match twenty at the final at the final score, which is insane against Meyer versus B- and Bibiani, which everyone went to the very end, which is incredible. But yeah, what a what an incredible what an incredible match uh, that that is. So yeah, that, those are all the controversies. Those are all that happened. Let's move on before we get to the other match. Let's touch on the fact that Skybound is now an official partner of the Movie Trivia Showdown. That is something that they announced in SEN Live right before the actual live show, uh, before the match, and they also announced it. And the opening of this match, particularly in the New York event. So Skybound, if you don't know who they are, they are the creators of The Walking Dead. Um, they are an entertainment multi-platform entertainment Rob, founded by Robert Kirkman and David David Alpert. So they're they're huge, and the fact that they actually care about the Shmodown, they invested in it, they're excited about it, they want to help the Shmodown grow, and they don't, at least as far as I know, they don't have. They don't want to change too much. They just trust in Harlov's vision. That is huge for the showdown, and I'm excited for what their partnership can do. Um, Logistics-wise, it's going to be so much better. They're going to have probably more budget to do more stuff, maybe internationally, which is going to be amazing. Um, that is one of the reasons they changed the logo for the Finstock Exchange and the usual suspects and the Mountie Marks name, just because to get things officially legal because they won't actually sell merchandise uh, not like how they did it using the public. They're actually going to go more legal route. So that's really exciting. 
so yeah, it's a it's a huge it's a huge get for Shimura. And so I'm I'm really happy being in this community since 2016, 2015, and being in my first reaction in 2017, and finally now in 2020 they got um, the credit that they deserve. It's it's just amazing to see, and hopefully more great things come of that. And yeah, uh, aside aside from that, there is several trades. There are several stuff that happened behind the scene before the season even started. Um, Ever since, uh, let's remove that. Ever, ever since, ever since the first match happened live on air, and that in between there, there's been a lot of stuff that's going on. One of the bigger things is that uh, Video Drew, she got traded from the Burning Drugs to the Dungeon. For I should have fact checked this. Let me just let let me just. Uh, who, who was it? Uh, ch -ch -ch. I'm, try I'm trying to remember who it was, but yeah, Video Drew basically she was she was traded to from the Burning Duke to the Dungeon, and that was just that was a huge get for Kaiser and the Dungeon. I don't know how they they keep on getting the trades and it sort of benefit them. At least Video Drew is an established player. Uh, well, okay, this, I'm I'm gonna I'm actually going to I'm going to try to keep talking while I'm trying to search up. Who it is because I don't remember by the top of my head who it actually was that got traded. I'm really, really sorry. It was where's the dungeon? It was Claudia, Claudia Dolph, I believe. Yes, it was it was Claudia Dolph that got traded. And he uh Claudia Dolph is now in the burning rooks, and Video Drew is now in the dungeon. And it feel it seems one-sided because once again, we don't know what Claudia Dolph can do. We know what Video Drew can do, and she's pretty damn good. And I believe she's rumored to her her new teammate is Tom, but it's actually Rick Hong. That she just calls everyone Tom. So that should be interesting to see what uh, they can do. But yeah, uh, Video Video Drew got traded, and literally Kaiser is like the he's like the Sam Presti. He's like the he, he's he's the he's the GM. He's the top GM of the Shimona right now. So yeah, he's he's like the Masayu Jiri of the Shmodown. So uh, basketball reference right there. But yeah, let's let's move on to the next match that we do have. Unless I'm missing something, let me just fact check this right now. Uh, one moment. I don't think. Yeah, we got we got that. We got, we covered the trade. We covered that. Oh, I do want to touch on one more thing. I feel like Debiani was in under a lot of pressure during that match because he just he did lost two in a row in terms of teams and singles, and then now he lost against in singles. And I don't know when the next Shazam match is supposed to happen, uh, nor when his next singles match is supposed to happen. So I guess Bibs was under a lot of pressure during that match. So yeah, feel bad for Bibs, but I think he'll bounce back. He's, he'll bounce back. I really like the quirky mark, so I have faith in them. So yeah, let's talk about the next match that we have here, and this is the match that just happened. Um, it when when is it? It dropped yesterday. RB three versus Ben Goddard. No more, no more the Bagel Boy. He is the Bandit Ben Goddard, and of course, uh, what a unbelievable performance by both players. Both perfect rounds, which is crazy, and eventually Ben Goddard wins it with that swag, with that swagger. 
and it's it's a pretty it's a pretty close match throughout. Uh, RB3 didn't get the wheel the wheel size that he was looking for. Ben Goddard was more comfortable with his, and it was it was a huge win for the Den. They eventually got that one plus points for the swag loses that loses um, the points and not earning any. But yeah, the, first of all, that that double per, that double perfect round that doesn't happen really often. So it's a huge prop for both of them. The question, I'm not, I'm not here to say that the question was easier than the usual, but I feel like the question was a bit easier than the standard match. But you know, it's they they got perfect round nevertheless. So it's just impressive of what they are able to do. And yeah, Goddard got Middle Earth, which he's he's a fan of, I believe. I don't know how much he knows about it, but he did pretty well during that round. And of course, RB3 landing on Fantasy Sci-Fi, which is more broad, and he did rack up some points, but it wasn't enough to overcome Goddard's 15 points at the end of round two, where RB3 have only have 13. And at round three, of course, RB3 got that Sandra Bullock uh, two weeks notice question, and he misses it. He got the Oscar question. And he got it, and then of course it goes back to the bandit, and he got his uh, Aladdin question, and finally it, it throws it back to the final question for RB3 in the, the abominable Doctor Fives Fives, uh, the question for horror, and of course he didn't get it, and so uh, the bandit Goddard wins that one. In terms of debut for Goddard, this is a good debut. This is a very solid debut. It reminds me of when uh, it reminds me of when Lon first played, or when Bibiani first. Well, not Bibiani. Bibiani is just too high. When Lon first played, which is pretty good, and I can't remember if Lon win or loses his first match. I don't. Who does he face in his first match? I can't remember. But his knowledge and his style of swagger and confidence just remind me of that. Even though they have definitely different personalities. And the bandit, he says, is going to steal people's gimmicks. And I guess Arbitre doesn't really have a gimmick for, yet. But I'm excited to see what he's going to do for the winner of Sheridan versus Bonnie Somerville, if that's actually happening. So he's going to steal their gimmick. So that's going to be very, very interesting. And yeah, uh, RB3, he's 0-3 now. He was 0-2 coming to this match. He was the favorite, even though he's played more times because uh, the bandit has not played before. But he's now 0-3. That's got to be rough on his record. I don't know who he can play next. He definitely knows his stuff. That's the thing, though. He just, for some reason, he couldn't pull it out. And it's just it's just very unfortunate. But, yeah, once again, uh, the, ben, the Bandits winning that, scoring the points for the Den. And they have a potential to have a Den v. Den match if uh, Brett Sheridan wins it. But, yeah, uh, Robert Meyer, uh, Robert, I keep on saying... I keep on messing up names in this episode. Robert Meyer Burnett, Brandon Meyer, they both share the Meyer. And then Robert Butler III and Robert Meyer Burnett, they both share Robert. I keep on messing names, so I'm really sorry. Plus, I'm on my own. So, uh, But yeah, they earned those points. And talking about which, if you guys have not seen the new dishmodownlife.com, check that out because um, Frank Janish has been working on that. And we'll, we'll see the website soon. But I'll, I'll show you. I mean, I'll show you the live stream right now. But they've done some really good stuff in terms of schedule, in terms of the live events, in terms of getting tickets, in terms of the records, the faction stuff. So it's been it's been really really good. And yeah, let's, you know what? Let's let's go to that now while we talk about the upcoming schedule. 
So we already know, uh, let me take full screen that, we already know that the Andrew Guy, this one has already happened, New York match, RB3 Goddard. The next match, we got Tom and Paul, which I believe that's not their actual team name. They're going to change it eventually, hopefully, versus D13, which is Whitney Seibold and Alfonso Duralde. So that's going to be a big one. And then we have Bonnie Somerville versus Brett Sheridan on Friday. Once again, that's going to be a lot of fun just to see if Bonnie is going to be there or not. And of course, Brett Sheridan. Uh, who knows what's going to happen to him? He debuted in free for all. Um, I don't believe he scored a single point. He lasted one round, but let's see what he can actually do in his debut. Real Rejects versus the Cuckoo's Mess. Cuckoo's Mess is supposed to be Video Drew and Rick Hong. So we'll see what they can do there. Mark Riley versus Janine. Corruption versus The Family. Barbarian versus Clee Wiggins. Alex Damon versus Emily Jacobson. Ben Bateman versus Dan Morrell. Kevin Smith versus Mark Hanopek. Those are all the scheduled match. In addition, we also know that Odd Couple is going to face Who's the Boss. Snyder is going to face Irwin. Robert Parker is going to be facing Ace Cabrera. Um, Sullivan is going to be facing Adam Witt. And Roka is going to face Oyama. So that's a lot on the slate of all the matchups that we are going to see uh, in whenever they're going to air it. But the one that is most exciting to me that I want to see, I'm really excited for Roka Oyama, obviously, because it's like old school versus new school. They both really want the win. It can go either way. That's going to be really, really exciting. Um, I'm also very much excited about who's the boss, Odd Couple, once again. I'm excited for Erwin Snyder. I'm very excited for Parker and Ace, cause, just because I want to see Parker finally debut in the Schmodown. Um, I'm excited for Sheridan Somerville, which is happening next week for a completely different reason. <coughs> Give me one moment as I need to take a quick drink. And then we have Machine versus Riley, which is going to be very exciting as well. Because Mark Riley hasn't been the best in singles recently, and the Machine is really hungry for it. She's been studying a lot. So I think Machine got that one, but that's a conversation for a different day. <clears throat> so yeah, it's it's a, it's a lot of match. It's a lot of upcoming exciting match. And I was just about to say I'm going to show you guys this one. So yeah, if you go to the website, literally go to faction standings, and look at that. Uh, yes, the graphic isn't loading for some reason, but they show the amount of match played, the wins, the loss, the chaos, if there is any, and the points that they earn. So right now, the Finstock Exchange is tied to the usual suspects and the Den at the top three because they both earn two points each. Um, Finstock Exchange winning, they only have one match, right? I'd... So I guess one match equals to two points. I'm not too sure. So I guess if that's the case, then that's it. And the usual suspects for Andrew Guy getting the two points. The Den uh, for, uh, what's his name? Van Goddard, he got the two points as well. So yeah, that's why they're all in the two points. And of course, Burning Drukes, Quirky Merchant Swag with zero. And Dungeon Corruption and Rockstars haven't, haven't been playing yet. That it is. But yeah, just look at those all those graphics down there. You can see all the factions. If you in case forgot, oh, who's in whose team? Let's check the Fenstock Exchange. Oh, there it is. They got all the rosters down here. They got the players playing in which division, who it is, who is in what team. So it's literally going to be... Um, it's it's so easy to navigate, and it's so well done. So congrats to uh, Frank Janish and everyone else working on the website. Uh, all the singles record, all the team record, tournament, and everything is all over there. So it's worth, it, worth to check it out. So it's been great. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
I literally, I guess I cover, I I didn't go as much detail as I want to once again. I'm on my own. I don't know how much I can do. Uh, we're approaching 30 minutes. So I'll just do, I'll just say this. If, in case you guys don't know, every week it's supposed to be me and Kenneth. Kenneth, once again, isn't here because he hasn't seen the match. So I'm going to really push him to see both matches because they're really good. And I'm going to push him to watch the next match as well because I won't let him back on the show. And I'm probably going to find a different co-host. <laughs> but yeah. Um, we do have a thing every week, which we decided we haven't really have a name for it. I guess it's pick them, pay off or whatever. But basically every match before every match, we pick a competitor that we want to root for. And then at the end of the month, um, we will be seeing who have the better record and that person will get punished during the show. So basically during the first, the season preview, we pick, I pick Moral and I pick Andrew Guy and Cannot also pick Moral and Andrew Guy. So we both have a 2-0 record in terms of our picking and betting. And as for the RB3 versus Goddard, since we didn't actually record anything and we didn't know that match was coming out first, we talked behind the scenes of who we want to get. Um, I pick RB3 because I had a faith on him. I cannot pick Goddard without knowing who he is. So it's Kenneth literally just got dumb luck. So at the end of the first week, I have a record of 2-1 and and Kenneth have a record of 3-0. and So basically at the end of the month of February, Whoever uh, have the have the worst record is going to be punished on the show. So I'm really hoping that I have a better record at the end of this month because I I don't want to get punished on the show. So Kenneth, uh, for the upcoming for the upcoming next week's match, uh, which we once again we know it's going to be Tom and Paul versus the Deep Deep Thirteen. So Kenneth. Rooted for Tom and Paul, which I also do take Tom and Paul, so that doesn't really matter either way. But then Kenneth picked Brad Sheridan, and I'm picking Bonnie Somerville. So I'm really hoping. I think Somerville is going to win this. She got, she knows her stuff. The only question is if she's going to be there. So I'm really hoping Bonnie Somerville wins that for me. So I have a, I can tie the record with Kenneth. So yes, I guess that's it. Um, it's been it's been fun talking uh, to you guys. Hopefully you guys enjoy and listen to the podcast. Once again, if you're watching this on YouTube, leave a like, leave a comment, subscribe to my channel. Uh, I'll be doing this weekly, hopefully. And if not, then if you're listening on the audio on the podcast, then not the Picks podcast, go subscribe to that so you don't miss out on whenever I post some stuff, whenever I talk Schmodown, I'll be posting it there. Subscribe, leave a five-star review, check us out, spread the word for not the Picks show. So yeah, go ahead and do that. It really means a lot to us. And if you, uh, and if you want to follow me on social media, go check me out at Dharma on Twitter and Instagram. I also have another podcast called The Councilman Show. That's where me and Kelvin and Arik and Takut, my high school best friends, we talk about movies on a weekly basis, sometimes talk about TV, video games. Sometimes we just talk about nonsense and just uh, tell scary stories in the middle of a summer. So, yeah, it's just really – it's just really – I, I, the way to describe it, if you're familiar with the Shmodan, is my version of SEN. I'm just hanging out with my friends, talking movies and whatever. So, yeah, go check that out. It's called The Council when you can find it on podcasts or you can find it on my YouTube channel as well. So, yeah, go ahead and do that. And finally, go check out the Shmodan if you don't know what it is. I'm talking about it for a half an hour. So, go check out the Shmodan. Uh, support the Shmodan. Support uh, them on the Facebook page. Support the Patreon. Uh, it's a huge season. Season 7 is going to be huge. And so, yeah, uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. And I guess I'm going to announce it now before I wrap up. I'm going to be in the free-for-all. I'm going to be watching live in the free I'm not competing. <laughs> Just to clarify, I'm not competing in free-for-all. I'm going to be attending the event. 
my uh, my second life event ever after Chicago. So if you guys will be there, let me know so we guys can meet up because it's, it's been awesome. I know a lot of people in the community online never meet them in person. So I'm hopefully excited to finally do that. So yeah, guys, thank you once again. And check check us out all over there. Kenneth, you can find him at Kenneth Luciano S on Twitter and Kenneth and sure Luciano on Instagram, I believe. So yeah, go check us out. And until next time, the, uh, not the it is not the pigs. Spin it from the pigs. I, I messed up the catchphrase. Spin it from the wheels, not the pigs. And see you guys next time.